Hi, everyone. Welcome in to episode number 58 of the Building Up Podcast. I am David McConnell. I serve as the lead pastor at Agape Church in Pinson, and I'm so thankful that you are with us today on this episode. If you are new to the podcast, thank you. And we hope you will be willing to subscribe and check out our archive as well as receive future episodes. Uh, Today on episode 58, we're going back and finishing a discussion that we started last episode on the unforgivable sin, which is spoken of in the Gospels of Luke and Matthew and Mark. And we paid most attention last week to Mark chapter 3, and we discussed uh, what is the unforgivable sin. We looked at it in context of the passage, as well as um, the words of Jesus and specifically how he described it. If you've not listened to that episode, I want to strongly encourage you, please do so. Go ahead, pause this particular podcast, listen to episode 57, and then come back and uh, rejoin this episode because we're going to build on last week. Uh, Today we're going to talk about why is this sin unforgivable and how do I know if I have committed the unforgivable sin, which is what most people Uh, find themselves worried about when they really get to this topic. So we're going to dive right in. But again, please listen to episode 57 to get a good foundation as we described what the unforgivable sin is. So why is this sin such a heinous act that the Bible would say, if, if if you were to do this, Um, It can't be forgiven. So let's go back and look at Mark chapter 3, again from last week, verses 28, 29, and 30. And let's read specifically what Jesus said there. Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. So as we looked at last week, what we see in context is a group of individuals who understand something about Jesus and his work, but are choosing out of malice and with intention to claim that the work that is being done in Jesus and through Jesus is not of the Holy Spirit, but rather is of Satan. So they are ascribing the power and the work of the Holy Spirit to that of the devil. And they are doing so intentionally and with um, anger, with no restraint or no fear of what they're doing. And Jesus warns them that uh, about this sin called the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which he says will not be forgiven, never has forgiveness. He doesn't actually say these scribes in Mark 3 have committed the sin at that point. Maybe they have, but he is definitely warning them against it. So why is this particular sin unforgivable? If you look at what Jesus says, verse 28, Truly I say to you, all sins, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, even blasphemies they utter. So right here, we have the answer to a question, will God forgive my sin? Will God forgive my particular sin? 
And the answer is, yes, he is willing to do so. Does that include if I were to take the Lord's name in vain? Yes, because even the blasphemies they utter will be forgiven. Uh, You blaspheme God the Father, it can be forgiven. You blaspheme God the Son, it can be forgiven. When Jesus was being nailed to the cross, he was asking the Father, please forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So why is it that Jesus then says in verse 29 that whoever blasphemes the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness? And it's not because the Holy Spirit is uh, the uh, at the top of the Godhead or the most important figure in the Trinity. That's not why uh, this particular blasphemy cannot be forgiven. I believe it is related to his unique work. That when you see the role of the Holy Spirit and what he does according to Scripture, you get a picture of how important his work is in a person being able to come to repentance and ask God to forgive them of their sins, to be converted or born again from darkness into light. Let me give you a couple of examples. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Paul, wrote, Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica and says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that He has chosen you. So Paul's talking to the elect in the church in Thessalonica, the Christians there. And he says in verse 5, Because our gospel came to you, not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. All right, so Paul says that we know that you are brothers. We know that you are sisters in Christ. We know that you're believers. We know that God has chosen you for salvation because when we preach the gospel, you didn't just hear it as with just as words, but you received it. And he mentions that that receiving came in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. So the Holy Spirit has a role in our coming to Christ. He has a role in us being able to believe the gospel and be saved. Think again about John chapter 16, uh, verses 8 through 11. Jesus is speaking of the Holy Spirit. Prior to his death and resurrection and his ascension to the Father, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will come when, when he leaves. When Jesus leaves the earth, the Holy Spirit will come. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is to convict people of sin, to convict them of their need for righteousness and of the coming judgment of the world. And in that conviction, people can turn and believe and be born again. And we see that see this throughout Scripture, that the Holy Spirit has this unique work among the Trinity to uh, execute the plan of salvation that God has designed and that Jesus secured on the cross. And the Holy Spirit goes out and convicts people of sin that God is calling to himself and he uh, works in their hearts so that they can believe the gospel and that they can repent. So when the Holy Spirit is blasphemed, when the Holy Spirit is belittled, 
when the Holy Spirit withdraws from a person, there's no mechanism now by which they can come to repentance. If you blaspheme God the Father, you may can still come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and be saved. If you blaspheme God the Son, the Holy Spirit may still come to you and call to you and work on your heart so that you can ask for forgiveness. But when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit to the point that He withdraws, then the person of the Trinity who is there to bring you to salvation is no longer working in your heart, and there's no way for you to repent. I don't believe this is a picture of someone committing this sin and then spending the rest of their life repenting and asking for forgiveness and getting rejected by God. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you in just a moment. I don't think that's the case at all. I believe what you see is that when the Holy Spirit is blasphemed and he withdraws from a person, that person is now beyond repentance. They're to a place where they can no longer repent. They can no longer turn back to Jesus. They can no longer come back to God. And so that is why this particular sin puts you beyond forgiveness. And I think that's how Jesus put it there in verse 29. Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. In other words, never finds forgiveness because the Holy Spirit is no longer there to convict them. And I think this really feeds into the other question that we're talking about today, which is how do I know if I've committed the unforgivable sin? I want to read some passages to you understanding that so many people have wrestled with this. I mean, yes, there's such great fear in the thought of eternal judgment that there's nothing we can do about, that we would possibly be in a place where we've done something to where we can't be forgiven and God would reject us. So how do I know if I've committed that unforgivable sin? And a lot of uh Pastors and teachers at that point would say, if you're worried about it, it's a good sign that you haven't committed the sin. And I I do agree with that, but I want to give you some evidence for it because I don't think you'll just be convinced of that because I say it. So I want to give you some scripture to consider. I'm going to go through these kind of quickly, um, but uh, maybe you can go back and read them on your own. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, Peter is preaching to the the, the crowds and acts. And he says, repent and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and he may send the Christ appointed to you. Peter never says, repent unless you've committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, then, then don't even bother because you won't be received. No, he just says, repent. And if you repent, Jesus will come and so will times of refreshing from his presence. First John chapter 1. Meditate on verses 8, 9, and 10. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't say there, if we confess our sins, He will forgive us unless it was blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. No, it's a blanket statement. If we come to a place of repentance and confession... He will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How about John chapter 6? There in verses 37 through 40, Jesus says, All the Father has given me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast them out. 
For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that's been given me, but raise it up on the last day. Jesus says really important things there for us to meditate on, but he says, if you come to me, I will never cast you out. There will never be anyone who stands before Jesus in true, humble repentance and asking for forgiveness of their sins where Jesus will say, no, I reject you and I cast you out. And if the Father has given you to Jesus for salvation, he will not lose you and he will raise you up on the last day. Based on these passages, I believe we can absolutely see that it's not that you may have accidentally committed or even intentionally committed a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And now you are seeking repentance and forgiveness, but but God rejects you, that God says no, or that you might arrive in heaven one day and just be surprised to find out that you committed this sin and and you have eternal judgment. No, it's very clear. If you repent, you'll be forgiven. If you confess your sins, you'll be forgiven. If you come to Jesus, he won't cast you out. So yes, Christian, right now today, if you can truly repent, if you can truly confess in mourning over your sins, if you can truly come to Jesus and ask for his salvation, you will have it. You will have it. Because I believe the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is such a willful rejection of him. It's such a grievous sin against him and his work, even attributing it as evil and demonic, that he would withdraw from a person and they would no longer be able to have a softened heart to repent. Let me end just by saying, church listeners, we should pay attention to these warnings. It is very real. It's a very real warning. Don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. We should fear the Lord. We should flee sin. We should repent and run to Him. Don't play with sin. Don't play around with any sin. Not just blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, but any sin. Take these warnings in Scripture seriously. And if today you can repent, do so. Because you're still in His love and you have the ability to seek forgiveness and still receive it. Don't wait until it's too late. But also, don't spend your days, if you have genuine repentance, don't spend your days in fear that you might one day be rejected by God. Go and look at His promises that we read today and others in Scripture and see His faithfulness that will be yours and hold on to those promises that in Christ you are forgiven. Thank you for tuning in to this episode and the one last week. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you know of anyone that, that might benefit from hearing this, please share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Share this episode with them. And if you have any questions at all, use the outro that you're about to hear to send those to me. Until next time, church, grace and peace to your families. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup@agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app 
or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com. Thank you.